Illegal Pete's is back, and we are so pumped to have them on board again. As you guys know, the pandemic shut down lots of restaurants, and Illegal Pete's was one of them. They've been back in action for a while now, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. They have a bunch of awesome new stuff going on, including their sound check promotion, which is an ongoing promotion at all locations that offers a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree when the guest shows a same-day ticket to any event. So jump on that if you're starting to go out and do things again illegal Pete's can hook you up they also launched their party margs during the pandemic which are 32 ounce house margaritas four times larger than their normal one you can get stuff during happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m every day one dollar off all drafts one dollar off house and coin style margs twenty dollar party margs one dollar off large chips and queso as well just a bunch of awesome deals right now. Also, apparently their queso is really great and people love knowing that. So now you know. Head on over to Illegal Pete's and get yourself some awesome food today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by A.J. Hayfley, as there is more than one series going on in the first round. We'll get to that in a little bit, but also have some news around uh, around the Avalanche as well that we can get into on this one as currently up one nothing on the St. Louis Blues. We all saw how game one went. Obviously, you're feeling pretty good about the underlying process there if you're the Avs. However, easy peasy. Bowen Byram, an option? Question mark? Apparently. <laughs> um, big news after game one was that the Avs came out of it healthy and that Bowen Byram was cleared. So, so theoretically, seven healthy defensemen for the Avalanche. Does it matter? Uh, I mean, yeah. Do I think it matters? Yeah, I think it matters. But you look at last game again, and you go, hmm. The Avs outshot the Blues 50-23 to with that lineup. And maybe you think you don't mess with that? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny how things change uh, as quickly as they can, right? Yeah. Because last week it was like Connor Timmons is tearing shit up. <laughs> you, can't, you can't mess with that. Yep. And then you get into last night's game and, like, Connor Timmons played okay. He's all right. There were some mistakes, some obvious things that you probably don't love. And the big thing is he played eight minutes and 44 seconds. Yeah. Pretty minimalized time. If you're you're talking, you know, Patrick Nemeth played 18-43. Three minutes of which were shorthanded. Sure. 15 which was always at five on five still. Always going to be his role. Yeah. I did I did love his six seconds of ice uh his uh power play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
He like steps on the ice as it's expiring, and it's like, <laughs> I'm on the power play. It counts. That's right. Six seconds. <laughs> Relatable, Pat. Um, I think, um, yeah. Point being, it was the taking Nemeth out of the lineup for Bowen Byram was always going to be hard to do. Yeah, it was always going to be, you were going to have to put a PK guy in. Yeah, I I don't disagree. You're not banned from super chatting, apparently. Colton, thank you for the super chat. Um, You can ban people from super chatting? I don't know. It's so weird that you would be like, don't give me your money. (laughs) Colton, no more. Yeah. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, on our end, Colton, we we definitely did do anything. Your super chats are very funny and appreciated. Yeah, I I don't know anything about none of that. Yeah. Um, in any case, a couple decent questions from chat here as well. Um, multiple people asking, "Have Byron play an Eagles game? Get a conditioning stint, essentially, potentially?" Yeah. I mean that seems great. pretty easy to do, right? It would be great. To, it would would it not be ideal to let him play with the Eagles tonight, not play him tomorrow night, uh, and then bring him in for Game Three on Friday? Yeah. Um. So it's is it that simple that Timmons is just going to have the shortest leash here with Byram yeah. lurking? I think, well, I think so. Um, it's on Timmons to stay in the lineup. It's on Timmons to 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 play and and figure it out. Yep. I think it's a little messed up that he had played so well, and in game one gets nine minutes. Yeah, they definitely, uh, I mean, without getting into this entire conversation of what is really giving a player a fair shake again, because we've gone down that road a few too many times. Well, and, but, and I mean, and it would not apply to Connor Timmons. Definitely not. And like, on the whole, he's had a he played 31 games this great year. opportunity. Yeah. Like, the only, the only reason that this is a conversation is because Nemeth Nemeth went in yeah the Eagles the Eagles playing in California is a complication um that I completely ignored um with the whole Byram thing because because of the COVID restrictions of specific you can't California. you can't hop yeah, yeah. on they can't do what they normally do which is just get a flight Send them the private jet. Get him yeah. out there. I doubt they're going to send the <laughs> charter for him to him to uh, go out there, play one game, and come back. So, you know, well, totally relevant part of the conversation that I just ignored. <laughs> um, but that said, um, with uh, with with Timmins, it, it's. It's really just about Patrick Nemeth uh, and and the role that they are comfortable with him and the the role that they really have envisioned that Nemeth plays across four rounds. He he plays twelve to fifteen minutes for you, kind of depending on how the game goes. Last night was a lot of even strength time, so uh, you know they were able to. What they did last night is they used Sam Gerard to kind of elevate all of the other all of the other uh, pairings because uh, Taves and McCarr mostly played together, and then Gerard played at least two minutes with all five of the other guys. He just he just rotated, basically situationally. They had Gerard just moving around the ice, so. That's, I think that's that's kind of how they're going to want to to go about this, is that they've got their big three that they want to focus on, and then at even strength they will adjust well, and, as needed. And then look, 
Timmons wasn't going his best last night. We also, um, I'm, I, I will bring it up. I don't know what kind of factor it played. He also had the foot injury at the in the last regular season game where he didn't play in the third period. So he might have he might have just been a little bit of he might he just might have been sore, right? He might not have been feeling one hundred percent or whatever. So, I mean, looking at game one, it's it's tough, right? Because at the end of the day, at five on five, Patrick Nemeth was one of the best possession rate players on the team. He went 20 and seven, right? 20 and eight, I think, uh, was okay. the final, according to Nat's stat right now, the second. Okay. But cool. um, either way, super good. Only... Does, does not significantly change the point. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> the third best, uh, Corsi, 4% on the team. So extremely good in yeah. that regard. But, and this is something that was brought up a lot at the DNVR bar with Evan and Blaze and I. You're you're holding on to your butt every time Nemeth and Graves are out there as a pairing. It will, and that's that's avoidable, right? Just don't play them together, right? <laughs> you just don't put them on the ice together. Yep, it's it's not that's a super it. complicated like, fix, is it? You're. Hey. For me, it's that simple, and that's that requires the only way to make that to like ensure that that happens. That requires more faith in Timmons than they showed last night. Yep. So that's they have to take the chance somewhere. They give Timmons more shifts. Uh, they reduce the chance of, or they they eliminate the chance of uh, Graves and Emmett's shifts together. For the record, everyone's course he was just fine last night. Yeah. So not a single Cow, player. Cow is still, Martin Cow is still with the Eagles right now. Yep. We'll see what they we'll see what happens with the Eagles guys when the Eagles are done. We'll see how many of those guys actually hop up and join the team and blah 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 blah. That's I mean there is no one as much as I would love to see Cow play, don't get me wrong. There's no one that is pushing for a spot like Byram is on the defensive side for the forwards. Well, Byram, the, the, the big difference is that Byram was, was an very, NHLer, right? He was very good. Exactly. Uh, he, I mean, it was imperfect. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like he was dominant or anything. There was very little offense coming from him, but he was very good defensively. And he brought a whole other element to the, to, to their middle-ish pairings. Because he could get out there with a Graves or a Nemeth or a Timmons. And he could break a puck out all on his own, no problem. You know, with Timmons, Timmons has way more puck skill than both Ryan Graves and Patrick Nemeth. Nemeth, Sure, It's just different. It's not like with Gerard Taves and McCarr where he's going to use his legs to really aggressively push play. All about vision and distribution distribution for him and from the back end yeah yeah it's seeing the ice and reading reading the play uh and just a high iq player just understanding what's happening yep. processing the game very quickly uh with with byram and the reason that i'm comfortable just throwing byram in there he's an ultra competitive guy who has elevated his game both on international stages and in postseason play and look, he he only he's only been successful everywhere he's been. And that includes his 19 games in the NHL this year. He was he was really good. And if they don't think that they're going to get any kind of a difference maker out of Connor Timmons in the postseason, rotate that guy. Give both you I I I Look, I hear you. But don't keep the better player out on a maybe. You just, you just can't. It's nothing against Timmons at that point. Um, My, I have I, two questions for you here. Oof. One, yeah. as Chad is mentioning about Newhook, and we talked about it on Newhook the other night. Yeah. How different does time on ice look if Jordan Bennington doesn't stand on his head against the Avalanche in this game? Do you yeah, get well. Up? 
if you're up three one after the second period, those minutes are probably going to be a bit more spread around. Yeah, you probably you're probably a little more uh, you probably roll lines a little more comfortably. Yeah. Uh, look in the in the postseason, the real the reality is is that Ryan Graves and Patrick Nemeth are going to be used to help close games, not not exclusively, maybe not heavily, but those cats are going to be used for that. And two, if and when Byram inevitably gets into the lineup, what is his ultimate role on this team? Because let's be honest, Connor Timmons playing eight and a half minutes that, that there is no role there. That's just Jared Bednar playing him when he thinks he can afford to play him. Um, I think, I think that's determined by how Byron plays that night, you know, like if he's pretty fluctuating. Yeah. If he's, if he's going, if he's really looking good, and I think the same is true of Tim, for Timmons, for that matter. I think if he had played the way that we had seen him play against some of uh, the teams, you know, had he played like he had for the last two weeks, really, that way last night, I think he probably would have seen more ice time. I think you're probably right, yeah. Like, I, why wouldn't you? But I'm... I don't know, but look, Bowen Byram's a special talent, and you make room for that guy. Let me lineup. let me put it to you this way: Do you play him on the penalty kill? Byram or Timmons? Byram. I, Timmons. I think the answer is pretty clearly no, unless you have to at this point. But yeah, that's that easy. Yes, you put I, him on the PK. Look, I just think that I just think I just think that Bowen Byram is just a. I, that's a that's a talent I, that you make room for. I get I get you, and I don't disagree. But if you're actively targeting him with a role on the PK, does it not become easier to sit Nemeth potentially? Uh, <laughs> now you get into I tough don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I just don't. Look, me personally, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Low. I that look, it's clear we like Timmons. I get that. Yeah, the Avalanche. The assumption is is pretty straightforward when a team like the Avalanche goes out and gets a guy like Nemeth. He's yeah. a one a veteran, two a known quantity to the team, three plays a specific role. It's going to take a lot to get a guy like that out of the lineup. That said. Alex Newhook's in the lineup. Carl Soderberg wasn't for game yep. one. So it's like, no, now there is a back issue at play with Soderberg. How much of that is a factor? I don't know, but uh, we're talking about this on the defense. Like Patrick Nemeth can't come out all veteran, blah, blah, blah. But Carl, like Carl Soderberg just sat. Well, Alex Newhook played six minutes. So <laughs> uh, yeah, Newhook's, New Hook's ELC burned the second that he signed it. So yeah, that, not a conversation. Gone. Yeah, I want to get to that super chat in a second. We do need to get to our first period break first. So we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery. Well <laughs> head on down to the DMVR bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't have to apologize for being good at your job. Uh Breckenridge Brewery bunch of amazing beers can't recommend them enough also they have hard seltzers now you can find them at a local liquor store near you if they're in stock they always go quick we also sell them at the bar now and they're there you go and we're getting the lemonade flavor as well in the bar boom so well why you should y'all should just live at the dnvr bar let's be honest it has everything you need it's got yeah it's got alcohol it's got food it's got hockey basketball playoffs baseball even if that's your thing just uh just live there it, it'll be easy it'll make your life easier get yourself some breck brew also brought to you by gabby insurance that's gabi.com slash dnvr head on over there it's completely free to use and the average user saves 961 dollars annually on their home and auto insurance there are way too many people that we have as sponsors that are literally just giving you free money. Like I don't actually mentally understand how we find all of these awesome partners that just give money to people. So 
take advantage of it and go to Gabby, get in there, save yourself a bunch of money on your home and auto insurance. Even if you don't end up saving money, it's completely free, as I mentioned. So you're good to go completely top to bottom. You will just get to see that you're getting great rates. So why not jump on it? Again, it's Gabby.com slash DNVR. Let them know we sent you over there. And sign up for a DNVR membership. You get the annual membership right now just in time for all of our playoff coverage. You also get the free shirt. You get the mask. You can get big beers down at the DNVR bar. Tons of other stuff as well. Again, AJ's pretty good at his job, it turns out. So if you want to read his stuff, highly recommend the DNVR membership. I I assume like somewhere upstairs it has a shower. But I, I don't know for that. sure. I don't think so. I bet you that's somewhere in that building. That's There's a, a shower. Building. Yeah. yeah. Or at least like a spigot that you could stick a shower head on somewhere. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, in any case... Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's get to Colton's question here. Uh, Do you think the Blues pivot away from a more physical game after the tone that was set by Landy last night? Absolutely not. What do they pivot to? Yeah, exactly. This the Blues have one style, and it's either going to work or it's not. Yep. If the Blues want to get into transition and and speed game. It's going to look a lot like it did last night, but Jordan Bennington's going to be screwed. Colorado scores. Uh, yeah, Colorado. <laughs> look, Bennington, Bennington was great last night, but the abs, the, the abs have always kind of been this sort of frustrating. They find ways to make goalies look good. Yeah. Uh, when they, when they are not generating off the rush nearly as much. And those were those were his best saves last night. Yep, was when they were coming in in transition. Just, uh, just for funsies. Quite the, uh, quite the chart from the Avs the other night. They got most of the zone filled up. They, they got need- the Blues got slimed. Yeah, needed a needed a few more Miko one timers, I think, and I would have just about gotten the whole zone. But <laughs> that's uh, look, you can't have every shot be the highest quality in the world. Yeah, but it did feel a little bit last night like the Av shooters, particularly in the first and second periods, were oscillating from right to the chest or missed the net entirely. Yeah. And then obviously in the third period, they kind of figured it out, but um, sure. It, I do, I do wonder how much more the blues have to give defensively, because let's be honest, that's where you want to see the physicality. If you're St. Louis strong on the boards, rubbing people out, doing the things that slow the, slow the avalanche down and deny them zone entries, let alone zone possession. Um, giving up 50 shots on goal is not something I would expect to see the Blues do again in this series. And if the Avs do it to them again, then I don't want to say the series is over, but the series is over because that means the Blues just can't stop this team. So. Uh, I'm of the opinion that they, they're going to struggle to anyway. Sure. I um, I I'm fine with that, but are they going to struggle to the David level Perron. of 50 shots? Yeah, without without David Perron, they really have a they they Massive really are, problem. Yeah. yeah, they don't have enough scoring talent. Um, you know, we talk about Colorado. Okay, you can you can put down one goal from their top line pretty much every night. You expect them to score once. Yep. Even strength power play, however it happens, you expect that unit to give you a goal. Uh, and then you work from there. Sometimes they give you more than that, and you usually win those games. Uh, you can't say the same with the St. Louis group. Yeah, they're definitely just, true. If they're not getting a well-rounded scoring game from their entire lineup, 
without Perron in the lineup, especially, you're they're in trouble. Period. Well, fun fact for this comment about how Nemeth was yeah, a that, chance factory. That's just blatantly untrue. With Patrick Nemeth on the ice at five v five last night, uh, the Avalanche fourteen shots on goal, two against. They had two shots on goal with Patrick Nemeth on the ice last night. I have five v five. What was there not scoring chances was seven to six, so there were some there were some chances there, but that six also was not the highest number on the abs. I mean, there was there isn't a single player on the abs who was on for more scoring a chances against than scoring a chances for. Yeah, the closest was Comfer, which was just low event four and four. Yeah. The, the comfort low event thing is just a fact of life at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a thing that you go into a game expecting. Yep, for sure. So, I mean, that... yeah, he was on, Nemeth was on the ice for the Blues goal, as was Sam Gerard. Yep. I mean, Shit, as was Connor Timmons. The old, uh, the old triple D situation. Oh no, Nemeth was not. Sorry. Oh, there you go. AJ just can't read. It's okay. Yeah. Getting across those columns sometimes can be a Dude, little. Look at, look at those numbers. Not a single Av had an expected goals against of even one in that hockey game. Yeah, the highest was Taves. Yeah, at point seven eight, and that's mostly just because he played to a billion minutes. Yeah, Dave's on the ice for eleven shots against last night, but Not bad nineteen four. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, the underlying numbers uh, that that game was a shit kicking. Like, um, if you Makar, uh, he was on the ice last night for twenty shots on goal, uh, six shots against. 17 to 4 advantage in scoring chances and 6 to 1 in high danger chances. I mean, yeah, that's just dominance all the yeah, way around. We talked quite a bit about Kadri last night. Yep. Go check out last night's show if you want to uh listen the, to all that stuff. Yeah, the old boy shirt that uh Blaze was wearing last night, you can find that in the DNVR locker. Yep. Check it out. It's dope shirt. We have lots of dope shirts, in fact. Highly yeah. recommend. Yeah. Go look through and, and it would be great to get Byron back so that we could the actually four Norsemen yeah. dance again. Yeah. We we released the four Norrisman shirt and they played like two more games together the yep. rest of the year. And then one of them at least has been hurt since <laughs> the Dang <race>. it. <laughs> I don't expect anything from Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, I don't, what we I saw don't what we honest. saw last night was a continuation of what we saw in the regular season. Yep. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly got housed by Nathan McKinnon uh, in six of the eight games that they played. He got housed last night. What, so, were, what were the actual numbers? Let's see. Uh, they were actually um, pretty close because through two periods. So... Uh, O'Reilly had had the better of that matchup, and then they finished dead even. And I think going into the third period, it was like two and ten for McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you look through scoring chances for were seven to four ultimately. Bar will be open for all of the games. Yep. Bar all will be them. open for yep. every single one. I yep. will be there for every game. AJ yep. will be there for the ones he's not working. Yeah, I will be there for all of the road games uh, and then half of the home games. So. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was another question in there somewhere. Chat questions. I don't I know. I didn't see it. I can't answer anything about hats. I don't know. At, at the locker? Not sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. 
while AJ's looking for a question. I, uh, I thought I missed something, but I guess we, we touched on. Anyway. Um, uh, nothing we, on Peron yet. Uh, they still will, in protocols, all we know, really. Yeah, yeah. They, they will release their, their list today. Uh, gets released in about an hour and 20 minutes. So we'll see. Look, all I'm all I'm gonna say is it's really weird that David Perron apparently has like different rules being applied to him, where there's a chance that he just pops off this list whenever. Uh, I I seem to remember there was not that long ago Miko Rantanen ending up on the COVID protocol list when he didn't have it, and he ended up stay there for like seven days. Yeah, was it he, five six days. Yeah, he he missed like. A, right around a week worth of games. Yep. And I'm just like, uh, I don't, I mean, if he, if he tested positive, it's supposed to be just two weeks. You're just out two weeks. Yep. And if he's out two weeks, that's the series. No matter how you slice it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure what what's going on with these protocols and what his situation even is. I check in with the Blues writers and they don't have any answers. I watch the Blues pressers and their head coach doesn't have any answers. Nobody knows the yeah. secret. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. I don't have any idea then. <laughs> What can you do? You don't know. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm in Utah. I love the Avs and have season tickets to the Grizzlies. Any chance in the offseason you'd cover them for like five minutes? <laughs> there isn't really a lot to say. Um, from an avalanche perspective, they have a couple of guys that go down there who tear things up because they shouldn't be there. And then they come back for a little while. I just... The the one thing I will say that could be interesting next year is with the cadre of goalies that the Avs are going to have, you may see some interesting goaltenders down there when it comes to the Avalanche. Yeah. But the reality is for the vast majority of skaters, if you're spending significant time in the ECHL, you have a very small chance of making the NHL. Yeah. So it's, it's t- well, and it's it's tough to cover the ECHL because those those rosters. You think the AH, <laughs> AHL rosters are fluid? ECHL rosters are just like a just like line changes yep. after every game. Yep, it's just maximum chaos down there. Um, it it's interesting. I, I particularly Utah is also tough because they play on Olympic ice for reasons. And so even the goalies, it's like, well, hmm, this isn't a one-to-one comparison, but yeah. it's still fun hockey. Don't get me wrong. I covered the Eagles well when they were in the ECHL for a while, but in relation well, to the Avs, there's not a ton there. David Perron, uh, Craig Berube just said that David Perron is still in COVID protocol for at least today. For at least today, huh? Okay. Well, yeah. guess ask again tomorrow, says the Magic 8 Ball. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know. It It is what it is, but... In any case, uh, we do need to take our second period break before we talk about some of the other series going on. We are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Basketball playoffs right around the corner. They're bringing back the hammer, the over promotion when you sign up with code DNVR with a new account. All you have to do is bet the over on the featured basketball playoff game. For every 1,500 people that do that, it lowers the over number by one point. I've said it every time so far, but last time they did this promotion, the over reached zero points. So 
one basket will win you money with this promotion, essentially, as long as you spread the word and get everybody betting on it. It's super easy. Just go in there and win yourself some free money by betting an over of above zero. $25 maximum bet there. Of course, if you want to bet on the playoffs in hockey, you can do that as well. They have amazing odds boosts every single day for all of the major sports. So you got baseball, football in there as well. They also have college sports, other crazy stuff that you can bet on. Whatever you're feeling with DraftKings, highly recommend it. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. You have other terms, restrictions, and conditions that apply. Again, $25 max bet for the hammer, the over offer. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also sponsored by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for quite some time. Now they're locally owned here in Colorado, just like us at DNVR. So they're kind of our people, big sports fans as well. Check them out today. They can get a great home loan rate for you, but not just that because Mike is a certified financial planner as well. So they will look at your entire big picture and get you exactly what you need. Plus, when you head to dnvrmortgage.com, you can get a free consultation from them, which obviously awesome, but you also have a chance to win a free DNVR shirt. So you might as well at least go get signed up for that. Jump on it. Do it today. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or, again, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Also brought to all of y'all amazing people by solace meds you can head over to one of their four locations in colorado they have one up in fort collins a couple here in denver i believe they have one in colorado springs as well so if you're along the corridor they have you covered if you also happen to be in oklahoma city they have a couple of locations there so you can find them get in there they have a bunch of amazing deals you can get 20 percent off at checkout with code dnvr20 as well as with a couple of uh, uh holidays coming up just past Mother's Day, they did a buy three, get one free deal there. They're doing that again for Memorial Day when that swings around. So keep your eyes peeled for those good deals on the holidays from Solace Meds. Uh, you can't can't go wrong here. You can go online if you want to purchase from home. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. Or, of course, you can go in-store and get that 20% off. Look, great deals, great products. Check them out. I feel like I've, I've covered that pretty well, so... Yeah, Solace Meds, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, why is every series boring except for the Battle of Florida? I don't have an answer. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Look, the other series aren't that boring. It's just... Game one of Tampa, Florida was on another level. It was definitely different. <laughs> it definitely hit different. It was that good, good. Yep, for sure. So that one's been fun to watch. We've watched quite a bit of uh, the Boston, Washington series, just because that's what happens to be on earlier. <laughs> uh, that one has gone to overtime twice. And a trend, honestly, a trend throughout the playoffs. Lot yeah. and lot of overtime games early so far. I was getting ready to tweet out as the puck was going through the neutral zone on the first shift of the third period. I'd started to send a tweet. I started <laughs> to type up a tweet that, uh, you know, oh, it's another close game. Here comes in overtime. The third period, like <laughs> very on brand. And then the app scored, and I was like, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> Yep. Then scoring 30 seconds in, it was like, oh, that might be game. Yep. That very much that third period, they got the immediate goal and it was like, cool. So this game's over now, (laughs) as it should be. Uh, The Avs sit in the same place as pretty much any other team so far. In the playoffs, right? It's only one win. There's yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the series is still yet to go. There's a lot of work to do. Yeah, for sure. 
So they've got to they've got to climb that mountain once again. They got to start over from scratch and reclimb it tomorrow. Nope. On the plus side, they are not Vegas, and they don't trail by one in their series either. So. Yep, losing losing one to nothing. Game one, losing game one at home. I mean, just ratchets up the pressure. Yeah, so much. True, because you have to win game two at that point. Like going going down, going down two nothing, and then going on the road for the next two games. You're in deep trouble. That's a, I mean, it's the worst position you can be in. So, uh, you know, you win game one and you're like, okay, we've guaranteed a split in this city. That's not, you, you, you're not getting a home ice advantage with the understanding of, woohoo, we We're split. To split. <laughs> but at worst case at that point, that's where you are. I mean, particularly in that series where Minnesota has been a house of horrors for them. Yeah. But I mean, you you look at how big is that goal for Boston last night? Yep, they get that they win in overtime instead of going down two zero in the series. <laughs> they play like forty seconds in overtime, so it's not like it wasn't like they played a whole other, yeah. you know, a grueling. You know, everyone's exhausted tomorrow. Not the case, kind of thing. Exactly, they played forty seconds and got out of dodge. It's just, it's it's tough. Like, it just makes life harder. You know, um, I know that there are, like, you can survive it, of course, but it just, it just makes your road that much tougher. Yep. So, you know, and I know the, the Caps in 2018, they were down in every series that year. They trailed in in all four series and then won that cup. It it happens and look, it's absolutely doable, but you don't make life easy on yourself if that's the way you go about it. Yeah. I it's that simple. And the Avs have put themselves with the first win instead of a first loss. So yeah. driver's seat. Well, in, in that Vegas Minnesota series, I mean, game one, what do you, I mean, what do you even say? Yeah, I, it, Vegas got a score. <laughs> well, and this is this is kind of their identity crisis, right? I mean, they were up they were up three one on Vancouver last year. Yep, Thatcher Demko comes in and just freezes them out, basically. They it looked just like game one against Minnesota. They destroyed in shots. Uh, the entire like an entire period looks like a power play for them. They just they just roll lines and own the puck, and it didn't matter. And it, yeah, and Cam Talbot's just like, all right, well, I'm having the game of my life. What you gonna do? And you want to talk about a team that actually does make a goaltender look better sometimes. Uh, yeah, especially with no Max Pacioretty. Yeah, who's like their dynamic goal scorer. Yep. You know, um, I always, you know, Mark Stone's a great player and blah, 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 blah. But I keep, I, keep, I can't get away from this feeling that there's something missing with him. You know, he didn't show up against the Avs all season. Yep. He didn't do much of anything against the Avs. He had like two or three points against the Avs. Uh, and then game one, it was like, okay, like you're a possession monster, but Max Pacioretty being out, I mean, they just can't, can't score again. And this is the same thing that plagued them last year. And then even, even the series that they lost against Dallas, they just couldn't score goals. Dominate possession, can't can't score can't score goals. Stone, not going to take anything away from him, but he's never been a thirty goal scorer in his entire career. Which, don't get me wrong, he consistently scores twenty. Great player, yeah. But there he's is a phenomenal two way player, so there, disruptive. There isn't that McKinnon level. There isn't that Miko level of offense where yeah. 
you expect him not just to get a point, but to put the puck in the back of the net most nights. Yeah. Imagine if Landis Cog was Colorado's best offensive player. Yep. That's that'd be pretty much where it is, I think. Because those guys are pretty similar. Landis Cog's not not quite the dominant defensive force. He's very good, mind you. Role wise, they're identical, basically, in that regard, yeah. right? But uh, he does not. I mean, Landy, Landy has a 30 goal season under his belt. Yep. So, I don't know. You got, Landy's better than Stone, guys. Not uh, get crazy here. <laughs> Uh, I understand it's real easy to be super high on Gabe Landeskog after he absolutely dominated a playoff game last night, uh, but Mark Mark Stone is a Mark Stone is very very good like, in his own right. Eh, yes, Mark Stone is a better player than Gabe Landeskog. If you had to, if I had to ask, but or if I had to say, but I would I would say that they are comparable. It, Yes, I would agree with that as well. Uh, yeah. Mark Stone is not a male model. It is true. Landy's got him yeah. in that category. It was so so for one of the funniest one of the funniest things that happened on social media recently was uh, somebody joked before the season ended that uh, Ty goes to the team uh, that's the hotter team that that has the hotter captain. <laughs> And somebody posted a picture of Mark Stone, like a Vegas fan, <laughs> sent us a picture of Mark Stone, like it was, uh, like that was their case. And I was like, "You're kidding? No shot, bud. No shot. <laughs> like, you're kidding." So a Vegas fan sent you that the hotter captain win. Yeah. Oh, that's mis- and I'm like, that's I was a mistake, like, bud. <laughs> I was like, look, (laughs) Mark Stone does a lot of great stuff here, but not even in the same league when it comes to that. Being hotter than Gabe Landeskog is not part of his resume. Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) There's another shirt. You can buy the Man Rocket shirt. Oh, such a good one. Oh, your wife found out that you secretly named your second kid after Landy. Interesting. I have no issue saying Landy's a better captain. I think he's one of the best like leaders of uh, in in yeah. across the league. Look like, no Landy further is... than that Shen throwdown last night. <laughs> yeah, Landis like Landis Landis Scott's just a great NHL player. Dude, dude's dope. I don't know what else to tell you on that one. Uh, in any case, huh? Huh? Yeah, I'm just looking at some things, comparing oh the two. AJ's thinking. AJ's gonna write a three thousand word piece tomorrow on why Landy's better than Mark Stone. All of a sudden, <laughs> just just flipping through some things here, oh real quick, God. just out of curiosity. It's, oh it's God. Here we go. Uh, yeah, anyway. I mean, as far as as far as the abs are concerned, Landy Landy does his job. Like Landy's yep. a perfect fit for them. Mark Stone's a perfect fit for Vegas. Like both teams are extremely happy with the situation that they have. This isn't. Gosh, this is not. Yeah, twenty five hundred words. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, uh, look, playoffs are still young. A lot of interesting stuff. I'm excited to watch a bunch of games tonight again on the Ads Night mm-hmm. Off. So should be should be a fun time going all the way through. I can't wait for Tampa, Florida to go again. That one didn't break the way we predicted. So, well, I guess we all picked that series in seven, so it's fine. Yeah, I well, and it's like like I picked the uh, I picked the Islanders in seven, and it's like. <laughs> Okay, well, we still have a long way to yeah. go. It's one nothing here. One, I picked a four three. When you're picking in seven, one game doesn't mean as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Any case, I, I guess we're done for today, AJ. Unless you have some final thoughts. Um. Yeah. 
Yes. Sorry, I'm, I was trying to see what's going on with the yeah, the yeah, Jim Fenning uh, is doing some things and uh, potentially bringing in the twins, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's what I was. So that's that's what I see is just that the the Sedins might be involved in some some case. Well, I mean, that's got to be the least surprising thing in the history of time. <laughs> I just it's so strange to me, like. I don't know. The, you can't find other hockey people. You have to immediately just be like, okay, well, the Twins are tired. Now they can run our franchise. Like, I say that, like, fully understanding that Joe Sackick is Colorado's general manager. <laughs> like, Dude, what? How awful. What if it's like a Sackick and Wah situation and one of the Twins sucks at their job? How rough would that be? How funny would it be if one of the Twins has to fire the other yeah. one? <laughs> Anyway, there's something developing yeah. in Vancouver, but yeah. What are what are Colorado's real quick? What are Colorado's top five Avalanche playoff moments of all I, time? Yeah, because I got to one and I got to two. Yeah, I can get to two pretty easily. <laughs> and then I was like, uh. You did say Kale was five. Kale's first. I one. I will probably put him at five. Probably but, a good right. chance that they're in the top five. Yeah, it's just that. That's a first round game, so it's hard That's to elevate true. it too high. Yeah. Um, Chris Jury overtime goal against LA, maybe. I was thinking, I was thinking game six in two thousand one. Yeah, that's a good one. Hmm. Which McKinnon OT winner against Minnesota or Calgary? Yeah, neither neither one of them is an all time great. The moment. Calgary one wasn't like an amazing play, and the Minnesota ones I feel like are tainted well, by the loss series ultimately. The, but the, the Calgary one, the Calgary one is like game two of that of the first I mean, round. To be honest, if you're taking something from the Calgary series, you're taking the Grubauer save. No, I'm taking Makar's first game. Oh, yeah, yeah, like Makar is in there, but I'm saying if you're taking something else from that overtime, like you're taking the Grubauer save, right? That was the save was way better than the goal. The Kadri last 10 second goal is pretty dope. But like all of all time, maybe yeah, like the I mean, list was... of top 10. Also, was... also, the that Kadri goal was in the round, yeah. The, that it's always going to oh, be yeah. in this super weird space of is that even really the playoffs? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Someone said number four, Joe Sackett penalty shot. Uh, the Forsberg game against Florida is, yeah, I think that's a great answer. <laughs> Joe's OT rebound winner against Blues in 01. Yeah, again, that was a 4-1 series. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it is. There's just, they, yeah, there's there's a lot of moments if you're going for top five. And it's a weird conversation, right? Because all of those moments in 96 and 01 accumulate to the moment of them yeah. winning the cup. So. Yeah, and it's like, like, like Forsberg scoring... Oh, it's funny how many Forsberg moments all of a sudden are popping up. <laughs> Turns uh, out that guy's pretty good. Forsberg, Forsberg scoring to secure the Red Wings series win in '96. Like you just beat the team coming off the best regular season ever. You weren't supposed to. That's the way it goes. Now you're on your way to the Cup Finals. You know, is is our list really just going to be Forsberg and Forsberg and Forsberg? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Obviously, um, Uwe Krupp's OT winner is going to be number two. Yeah, Krupp is number two. Obviously, the great I think the Forsberg in history of time is number one. You can give the Forsberg game three. That's fine. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Law's incredible game six in New Jersey. Best yeah. performance I've ever seen. Honestly. Um, should be at least in the conversation. That's that's why I mentioned it, it earlier. Is game six in 01 against against Jersey. So, I, I mean, that was something. Oh, Josh said, are we lumping uh, 
Borks Cup lifting in with winning the actual. I I'm putting it. Uh, I'm putting the Bork Cup lift into a game seven box. Yep. So that it's not. We're not. It's not like. Oh, it's okay. Well, number one is Bork lifting the cup, and number two is Kruf's game winner, and then number three is Sakic scoring in game seven, and number four is Tangay scoring twice in game, <laughs> in game seven. seven. Yeah. So I'm putting all of game seven into one moment. Moment. Uh, I mean, Ray Borg lifting the cup is the greatest moment in the history of time. I will hear no other answers to that. But yeah, a, a weird one because I don't think it's like one of the best moments in Avalanche playoff history necessarily. But Claude Lemieux hit on Chris Draper did spark one of the greatest rivalries in the history of sports. Yeah, um, I would say probably not for the list that. That we're making asked, here for yeah, sure. That, that but, we're being asked to make. Um, but definitely memorable. Landy's empty net goal against the Blues was a regular season game. Yep. So that's disqualified. Great moment, though. Mm. <laughs> mm. The dog pile, right? Like, you talk to any any Avalanche fan. Yep. That remembers that game. Just and, say the dog pile and everybody knows exactly yep. what you mean. Everybody knows about the dog pile. All right. Well, I don't know if we did a great job of formulating that list, but we did our best. I guess. Well, I think, look, it's first of all, it's not our thing. We're being asked to make this list on the fly. So True, true. Um, yeah, the Craig Anderson shutout where Dan Boyle scored into his own net would be pretty that was pretty funny. <laughs> Definitely not a top five moment, but a good one for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm out of ideas. Go make a top five moment this year, Evs. That'll solve our problem with this list. Well, no, because this list is for a TikTok to go out in the next. Yeah. No, you can, <laughs> you can wait another series. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I'll we'll yeah. think about it a little bit. I think I know. What, I think I know what I'm going to put the the list as. Oh, and boy. then if and then if people, if, if you and Evan have strong objections, then we can. I doubt that I'll have strong objections. We can ignore you. Just don't put anything dumb in there, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're going to put great moments in. <laughs> okay. On that note, we are going to wrap up for today's show. Except for someone is telling us to wait. <laughs> wait! Wait for what? I don't know. What are we waiting for? Oh, yes. We did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah we, we saw that. We yeah. Did. Yeah. At least one more day of hidden pro protocol. Who knows if there'll be another day on that, but yep. we'll but see. He's in COVID protocol on the day off. It's like, all right. Cool. Ask again tomorrow. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with a post-game show live from the DNVR bar. We hope all of you will join us for that. Uh, they're awesome. If you can make it down to the bar, would recommend. It was a sick atmosphere the other night. and I'm excited to be there tomorrow. Pepsi Center was rocking, but I was also like, man, this would be fun to be at the bar right now. Yeah, bar was <laughs> bar was popping for sure. Uh, just as a heads up here, um, I know how this I know how this goes. A lot of people, a lot of people have said that they are planning on stopping in Friday night for Game Three. Um, get there early. A Friday. lot of yeah. people have said that. A lot. And of people. I know how it is. Like when you know you RSVP to something and can immediately remove 20% of people because they just won't show for whatever reason. But a lot of people have said that they are planning on making it down to the bar Friday. Uh, we lifted all those restrictions just in time. Yep. Um, it's, it's, I would recommend getting there early just because it's going to be a madhouse. The bar is going to be popping on Friday night. So it's a Friday there, night. It's get an there away early. Game. Like, yeah, get there early and, and carve out space, get there, bring friends. It's gonna be it's gonna be 
a great atmosphere. Yeah, sure. yesterday yeah. on a Monday, we were filling up um, at least an hour and a half beforehand. There were a few spots later on. A few people got there um, a little later, but it's a Monday and it was an eight o'clock game. Friday. It was also rainy and miserable. And it was also a home game. So, so many people were actually at the yeah. arena. So, we're expecting Friday to be pretty crazy. So much yeah. fun, but definitely get there early. Um, just to make sure that you get a spot. And we, we keep, we first keep getting this question. So. Uh, do they have to be 18 to get into the bar still? So it is a family bar, but if you have, if you are staying there, I believe past nine o'clock, then you need an adult, or I think you need an adult with you. Um, oh, okay. it, it can't be like a friend who's 21. It needs to be like a family member or um, a guardian or someone like that. Um. Okay. So sort of. Yeah. So during the day, like you're always welcome into the bar, but at night, which is, it gets pretty hectic in there. So they just require for you to be with an adult. If you're under 21, um, past like eight and eight or nine o'clock. Cool. That's what I thought, but one of them, we get the question all the time and I never really know how to answer. Yeah. That. I didn't know the answer to that either. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was told like a, a while ago. So you can always call right. um, and just double check. But yeah. So like the three o'clock game on Sunday, you, you would most likely mm, show up and drink mimosas at 11 a.m. Yeah. Buzz all but day. If you're under 18, if you're under 21, then that's a good game to go to um, since it's, it is at three o'clock. And if you ever have any issues like that, tweet at us and let us know. Um, like we are separate from the bar, but we definitely can come and like help out and make sure that everything is okay. Um, so tweet at DMVR Avs, DMVR Sports, or at one of us, and we'll get that taken care of if there's like any misunderstanding with the bar. Also, if you guys are there and you guys want us to come and say hi, just let us know. Yeah. I, 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 as a vaccinated person now, I'm comfortable coming to say hello. So exciting! Yeah, it'll be it'll be awkward, and I won't know what to do in that situation because I'm a weird human being. But I will happily come down and say hi. Can confirm, just like when you see us walk through the bar, because some you know usually we sit upstairs, but we mm -hmm. come down all the time. So if you see us walking through the bar, just like shout Rudo, and I'll look around and come find you. Yeah, be like the the guy at the ball at ball arena last night as I was as I was on the escalator down and just shout my name, and I'd like. Look around. Thought I, I, thought I, heard, I yeah. thought I heard it, and it was like, "That guy just say my name," and I like turned around, and he was like, "He was I don't know, like halfway up the the escalator," and he goes, "Hi," and I was like, "Hi," and I would have I would have stopped and chatted longer, but I was on my way. I had to get to the bar, and so I was like. So that's and something. We're on an go. Yeah. That's something else I wanted to bring up. After games, we will be going live. Um, don't worry, we did a show for every post game of the regular season. We will be doing a show for every postseason game. They might just take a little longer because we don't want AJ or Evan or whoever might be coming from the arena to be there like at the very end, like an hour in. So we might wait like 10, 20 minutes um, to just give them a little bit of a chance to head to the bar. So definitely you can ask us and tweet at us. I had a few people tweet at me yesterday asking, but we will always have yep. a game show. Um, other question. This is actually an alley question. Um, <laughs> are we at some point planning on showing the pod in the bar? Or having the audio? Yes. Okay, cool. Definitely. <laughs> at, least on, at least on one TV. Uh, okay. I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, that's a question that people have been asking is if yeah. I come to the bar, can I then listen to the post game podcast while I'm still there? Yeah. So we will definitely try, especially like last night we, we could have done it. Speaking of someone pulled me aside last night when I was um, downstairs helping out and said, Hey, can I buy the guys upstairs a shot? I love them. I know you're producing, but like, and then, and then he ended up leaving, but whoever you were, thank you. Maybe next time um, we didn't get to it, but it was also a Monday and the guys needed to drive home. So, uh, but thank you for offering that. 
But yeah, we will be playing it. And right now I've got the speaker set up. So Ruto was helping me out. But uh, whenever they score, we've got the Avs goal song going. I, we've got all the small things happening in the third, um, in intermission between second and third. We had the amazing Colorado Avalanche, uh, the greatest team around song on there. So it's we really are trying to make it such a fun experience, especially if you can't make it to um, the actual ball arena. I, I love how half our soundtrack is just Gregor Jen songs. It's Shout amazing. out Gregor. He makes amazing stuff. You are amazing. I then had the Colorado Avalanche songs stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Yeah, and I was we're, not complaining. We're going to get the Miko song stuck in all of your heads in one of these games. Don't you worry. And if you know the songs, please sing it because I played the Miko Randonen song once and a lot of people at the bar were like, <laughs> look if you know you know okay like, i was upstairs and i could just see people like looking at each other like very confused so i was like maybe i won't play this <laughs> okay. uh... i'll play it i don't care <laughs> all right i think we've answered all of our own questions at this point <laughs> so time to end the show Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. We appreciate all of you. Hope to see you all down at the bar tomorrow night or this weekend or whenever y'all can make it out. Until then, we will talk to you all later.